It's time for Just the Tip. That would make me uncomfortable. Promise that it ain't too much, but just enough. Just the tip. What's going on, everybody? You do, Mike Tipton, hanging out with you on a Tuesday, a Taco Tuesday, here on the Just the Tip Network. Waiting for the uh, graphic to go ahead and go away as that video comes to an end. I asked a question out there on the uh, stream, bringing things in. What would it take for you to turn down $50 million? Because I feel like there's a lot of us that would not turn down $50 million for literally anything uh, I also want to let everybody know that because of this Taco Tuesday, I want you to go visit our friends at Undisputed Craft House. They have a special today, four tacos and a beer, only $10. And they have a selection of $3 craft cans. You can place an order to go at 915-300-0000. That no, it, it don't get any easier than that number right there. 300-0000. That's simple. Or you can check them out. On uh, on their Facebook page, Undisputed Craft House, all their various social medias. Go check them out, support local, all that good stuff uh, as we are enjoying a Taco Tuesday here on the Just the Tip Network. Want to give a shout out to see my dude, Andrew J. Paul. Go follow the stuff that he's doing with Taco El Paso. Uh, I see Augustine Pimentel already tuned in right now as well. And, of course, we are sponsored by the El Paso Wing House at 4028 North Mesa. Tune in tomorrow. We're going to have baseball talk with our friend Danny Hoban. And we're also presented by Top View Fitness, located at 6410 Airport Road, Suite A, the only place in El Paso where you can buy shred skins. You don't know what shred skins are? You need to know what shred skins are. Uh, they help you lose weight. The world's first biodegradable and disposable sauna suit made by former UTEP linebacker, Kalei Griffin. Once again, check them out online at Shredskins or shredskinshop.com as well. Uh, Augustine saying me? Yes, you. I, I, I don't know what you're saying. Me too, but yes, you, you, you are here joining us as well. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I wanted to get to. I saw this, though, on Barstool, and my dude, Dan Ornella, sent it to me, so I figured it might as well be something for us to talk about. Uh, the best food chains in the United States. You see the graphic up here. Once again, this is presented by our friends over at Barstool Sports. Dan Ornella sent this to me a little bit earlier. You see Texas, Whataburger. Seems like we're the only place in the entire country that loves Whataburger. The thing that surprises me with this is the amount of Taco Bell and the amount of McDonald's. That is on this list. Like, like I m- maybe I'm hating. Maybe there's people out there that love Taco Bell. I, I don't think I've ever met somebody that like loves Taco Bell. But there you go. Like, like th- those are the lists, or that is the list rather of uh, the best food chains. Not necessarily fast food, because you see things like Denny's on here, but food chains in general. Uh, Pizza Hut too. Uh, I'm not a big fan of uh, of Pizza Hut. So now I want to know. I want to ask y'all. Which one of these chains, like out of all of the food chains, which ones are your favorite? Like, I, I feel like people in El Paso are going to be saying something like Chico's Tacos. Uh, I also like, like, there's a weird relationship that I have with uh, uh, Chico's Tacos and like a lot of people here in El Paso because a lot of people in El Paso like hate Chico's Tacos or they love Chico's Tacos. 
Uh, Augustine saying Taco Bell is awesome. The cheesy potatoes are amazing. I haven't had the cheesy potatoes. I do go to Taco Bell every now and then just to try to get something quick, like whatever they have their $5 box. Like, like I will go and get that every now and again. But again, like when it comes to any type of Mexican food, like I feel like Taco Bell needs to like just slide down that list. And for some strange reason, they're always like rated as like the best Mexican restaurants in the country or something like that, which is just insane to me. But again, I'm going to put that graphic up. I said, you got Whataburger on there. As I see my dude, Louis Rizzo, uh, tuning in right now as well. Augustine saying, I need to go get those cheesy potatoes. Uh, Whataburger, though, only in Texas. Like That seems to be the only place like in Texas. Augustine also saying that uh, uh, Taco Bell isn't Mexican food. I know it's not Mexican food, but what would you classify it as? Tex-Mex is what he's saying. If you're going to go Tex-Mex, then I'm going to go Taco Cabana before I go to Taco Bell. Like that That's, that's just the way your boy does it, man. Uh, but like I said, you got Texas out here only representing Whataburger. Uh, Augustine saying that he loves him some Dunkin' Donuts. Or are you surprised about Dunkin' Donuts being on the list? Um, I do love Dunkin' Donuts as well. I got a little addicted to Dunkin' Donuts whenever I was living on the East Coast just because it was like... So- I'm not lying to you whenever I say this. Up in Connecticut, there are more Dunkin' Donuts than there are gas stations. It, it, it is insane to me the amount of Dunkin' Donuts that are out there in just Connecticut. Like, like every bar, or not every bar, every gas station has a Dunkin' Donuts, and then they stand alone on like their own little shops as well. So they outnumber gas stations by a good bit, at least in Connecticut. I don't know if that's the rest of the East Coast. I feel like it is, but at least in Connecticut, uh, that is that is the case. Again, though, the top food chains in America. Uh, I was surprised that California had Denny's, which I thought it would have been In-N-Out. Like, you always hear these people bragging about In-N-Out. Uh, In-N-Out basically owned Nevada and Arizona and uh, Washington and Oregon. So, like, they, they had, like, that little bit right there. But, like I said, I'm surprised that Texas only has Whataburger and, like, New Mexico didn't have Whataburger on it. I think they probably might have had something like Blake's or something like that. But I'm surprised that Whataburger wasn't, like, higher on some other states. Like, I, I know every state doesn't have Whataburger, but come on. Like, the states that have Whataburger, like, it should be dominating. Louisiana with Popeyes. Like, I feel like that's just a lie. Like, who the hell loves Popeyes? That chicken sandwich wasn't that great. Uh, I do eventually want to have, like, a, a, a taste testing thing where I have, like, the four major chicken sandwiches from, like, the major chains that people are talking about and basically put them head to head. I don't want to do this. I, I think you all seen me eat enough. But I want to have like, you know, maybe y'all sometime we, we can like, you know, try them out together on the various ways that we have these streams and all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I, uh, not a fan of Popeye's, not a fan of In-N-Out. Uh, Denny's is all right. I don't know how the hell McDonald's is on there, but whenever you see it's like Wyoming, Utah, Montana, you kind of understand. Um, the one that actually kind of stands out to me as well is seeing Kentucky Fried Chicken in Georgia. Like not even in Kentucky is Kentucky Fried Chicken the number one like food chain there, but in Georgia somehow it is. Andrew J. Polk saying, if the favorite fast food is it is in your area is Taco Bell or Mickey D's, your local culture is probably only an antique mall. Damn, coming off the top rope, blasting out all of the uh, all of the people who love them some McDonald's. But I kind of agree with that. Uh, McDonald's extremely overrated. Uh, my dude, uh, cool. Farney saying you're wearing shred skins. I ain't going to let you off and try all those sandwiches. (laughs) 
Hey, I'm saying with that, hey, like like with me wearing the shred skins, it allows me to eat all of the sandwiches. But all I was going to do is like little portions of them. Like, like I was, I was going to have people join and like we cut the sandwiches in half and just take like a little. I'm not, I'm not going to eat the whole damn sandwich, man. But, you know, just like a little bite and you, and you compare them to each other. Find out which one is best. I will I will go to war with this one. I, I will stand up. I will put Chick-fil-A up there, number one, and then the Whataburger spicy chicken sandwich. That one is my number two right now. Like, if you haven't had that Whataburger spicy chicken sandwich, you need to do yourself the favor and go get it. Uh, Jennifer Gonzalez saying, meat, uh, she loves Popeyes. KFC is trash. I think I would take KFC over Popeyes. I personally, like, I think that's the way that I would go. Like, I, and I don't know how many people, but like, actually love Popeyes. In like the pantheon of like fried chicken, like places that you can go get fried chicken, I'm always gonna go Chick Fil A. Like Chick Fil A is number one. Then I will put KFC up in there, and then I will put uh, Popeyes. Hell, I might even put Churches above Popeyes. Uh, those honey butter biscuits at Churches, you cannot beat those things. Like that is the only saving grace that Churches chicken has is those honey butter biscuits, and that is it. Like, like I challenge anybody to say that. Like while they were thinking about fast food and like fried chicken and stuff like that, like Churches came to mind. Because even before that, like there was Bojangles. Now I know there's not a Bojangles in El Paso, but over there on the East Coast, trust me when I say that Bojangles brings the heat. It is, I mean, it is that simple. I like, I wish, and this is just like the fat guy in me that we didn't have like regional areas that like all these places have branched out by now. And like, you could have some of like the best food because like Zaxby's Zaxby's, if they had a Zaxby's in El Paso, that chicken sandwich would dominate everyone else's chicken sandwich, that kicking chicken sandwich from Zaxby's. Oh, Oh, the fat guy in me is so happy right now. You all have no damn clue. <laughs> Your boy is super excited. Just talking about chicken sandwiches right now that I can eat a whole bunch of cool Fernie, because I get to wear my shred skins. Uh, as a matter of fact, a little bit later on today, I'm going to be getting on the elliptical with my shred skin. We're going to see how that goes. Uh, I have a feeling all of this Jim Beam's devil's cut will get uh will will get sweat out of your boy. There you go. I might be uh you know in in need of an intervention one of these days. Jennifer Gonzalez saying, "Seen uh don't like Chick Fil A." It's so nasty to me. So she doesn't like Chick-fil-A. Jennifer Gonzalez doesn't like Chick-fil-A. That is weird to me. Like, I don't think I've ever met anybody that didn't like Chick-fil-A other than the fact that they're closed on Sundays. Like, that's that, that like that's the only thing you can knock Chick-fil-A for. And I don't even know if you can necessarily uh, like knock them on that. I feel like most businesses should be like that where they don't make their employees work seven days a week. Like, it, it would be nice. I'm more of a fan of just like the 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 way that they treat you. Like whenever you go over to Chick-fil-A, they're nice. Like, like they make it seem as if, you know, you, you matter. Um, I might get in trouble for this. Uh, as Augustine says, Arby's is the best. I do like the roast beef sandwich over at Arby's, man. Ooh, but I, like, like, I don't know, like, like the selection of what you get at Arby's. Like, I, I, I don't even know if Arby's has anything other than the roast beef sandwich. I know they do. They've got an entire menu, but like, is there anything worth having outside of, that roast beef sandwich. I like. I don't. I don't feel like there is. I said I, I. I might get in trouble for this, but fuck it. Um, on Sunday, we took a little family trip. We went to go see that dinosaur thing at the county coliseum. Five hours we waited in line, and as we drove by that line, I decided, hey, I like. I'm a smart man. I. I, I will go. We will get some food at whatever fast food places around, just so we can get in this line, and hopefully this line moves quick. And we can, you know, go and be on our merry little way. I decided, like, I was going to stop at a Sonic 
over there on the you know south side of El Paso. Uh, I want to say it was Carolina and Alameda over there in the hood. And this Sonic like like had the worst damn person uh, ever working at any of their damn things. Like uh, I mean, she could not understand a damn word that was being said. I asked for a sandwich with no uh, with uh, no or or with jalapenos and no tomatoes. Like, that's all I asked for. And I got tomatoes. I didn't get the jalapenos. I like it, it. It was weird. It was bad. It was terrible service. The only saving grace for it was that the people ahead of us did the whole pay it forward thing. Uh, and I did that, you know, for the person behind me. And I always wanted to know, like, where does that end? Or does that ever end? Is there ever a dude that's like, you know, he pulls up and he's just like, or, you know, she is just like, oh, cool. They paid for it. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and continue on then. <laughs> like, what do they do with that? Uh, Blanca saying that they waited five hours as well in that line. I will say this monetarily and time wise, definitely not worth it. Um, but again, seeing the look on like my little boy's face, Jericho, like he loves dinosaurs and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, like that, that was the only saving grace for this thing. Once again, not worth the five hours, not worth whatever we paid for admission. Uh, but the memory that that's going to cause for my son is going to be the, uh, the best part about it. Uh, Augustine saying that the market fresh turkey bacon is the best thing ever. I'm assuming that is at Arby's. Jennifer Gonzalez saying that the hero is all right at Arby's. Well, I don't want all right. Like I want great. Like we got to have great food. <laughs> like when, when have you ever like so somebody comes up to you and is like, yo, you got to try that burger, man. Oh yeah. Like, like how, how good is it? That's all right. Well, like who's going to eat that? <laughs> Who's, who's going to settle for it? Yeah, you know what? It's all right. So so I'm going to go ahead and eat that now. Again, I want to give a shout out to Jim Beam getting me through the uh, last couple of days here as I still sulk over the fact that I got a rejection letter from a certain beer company in Texas that I like represented just oh so well. And they just told me flat out, no, it hurt. It hurt your boy a little bit. Um, that, of course... But like I said, uh, the, the big question for the day for those people that are just tuned in right now, uh, what is the best food chain in America? According to Bleacher Report and my dude, Dan Ornelas, who sent this to me a little while ago, uh, this is the map. You see the map right here on the screen right now. Whataburger, number one. Uh, I don't even know what the hell that is in New Mexico. Like I said, I feel like that's Blake's lot of burger, but I'm not 100% sure. Oh, Hardee's. Hardee's in New Mexico. That oh, I don't know about that. I 100% don't know about that. I'm trying to see what the hell that is in uh, Idaho. I have no damn clue. Sure, I'm sure it's something just Idaho uh, as well. Oklahoma with what looks like Tim Hortons. I didn't even know they had a Tim Hortons down in Oklahoma. Uh, Chick-fil-A kind of running the south there with uh, Arkansas, Alabama, and Mississippi, and South Carolina, and Kentucky. Wow. I, I wouldn't expect Chick-fil-A in Kentucky. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm not a smart man, but my money would have been on uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken being number one in Kentucky. Just kind of odd to me that it wasn't. Uh, Augustine Pimentel saying, when you said rejected, all I could hear is the basketball rejected. Like like Kevin Harlan. No one does that better than Kevin Harlan, man. Uh, that basketball call where somebody just gets shacked on by somebody just rejected. I could imagine like if if they announce the games in person with like no crowd there in the NBA bubble and Kevin Harlan screams out rejected, just what that might do to a player. Because like that's gonna echo throughout that extremely empty arena. Oh man, that 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 would be 
that, that would be like a nightmare, man. Could you imagine like you're that guy, you're going up for like a layup or like a dunk, you're, you're ready to just monster jam on somebody and you get blocked and you just hear over the background, Kevin Harlan, rejected. Oh, I don't think I'd ever want to play basketball again. Uh, Jennifer Gonzalez saying, how is the Rainforest Cafe a fast food place? Well, that, that's the thing. They're not going fast food. They're just saying food chains. So, like, like that's how Denny's is in there in California with, like, food chains. It, it's not necessarily the fast food. It is just food chains uh, in general. So, I want, I, like, I want to take a look at this list uh, one more time. So, I got to, like, zoom in just a little bit and all that stuff. Uh, I see, like, Olive Garden on here, which is uh, New Jersey, which I, I guess. Uh, Dunkin' Donut running away with things in uh, uh, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Rhode Island. Papa John's somehow the best in uh connecticut i can tell you that right now i didn't even know if there was a papa john's whenever i lived up in uh connecticut and carl's jr again carl's jr hardy's like that i don't understand like uh there's only like one thing chuck e cheese is on here uh, okay like like whoever put this all together had to have been drunk but like it's, it's really that simple like i can't think of anybody in their right mind ever enjoying anything at chuck e cheese like outside of the games, and the only reason you play the games is because you have kids. Like that's the only way that you go to Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know if any of you have driven by a Chuck E. Cheese in recent times, but those things are like deserted wastelands, man. <laughs> like, like I feel bad for the people that have to go and like work at Chuck E. Cheese because it, it just seems like a desolate wasteland where absolutely nobody is going and hanging out. Because once again, you don't want your kids to get experienced, you know, get get around COVID or any of that nonsense. So that's the reason why nobody's going over to Chuck E. Cheese. And I think at one point, like they tried to change the name of their pizza so they could try to sell pizza. I, like I, I'm, I'm going to have to go like, you know, it, it, into like the news articles and stuff. But I think there was like a short period of time there where Chuck E. Cheese tried to change the name of like their, their pizza restaurant. So that way they could try to sell pizza. But Chuck E. Cheese pizza is absolute garbage. Like it is the absolute worst of all time. Uh, Jennifer Gonzalez saying that she likes Chuck E. Cheese pizza better than Peter Piper pizza. I will say this. Both of them are pretty damn gross. Uh, as far as like good pizza goes, like Papa John's to me is like one of my favorites. I know I dumped on them saying that like I didn't know there was one in Connecticut. I didn't know that there was one in Connecticut because they had really good pizza places uh, over in Connecticut. Shout out to Max's Pizza. Trust me when I say this, the best pizza and the best milkshakes in the world is a way and a reason why your boy is thick with three C's now. It's amazing how quick I grew a C. <laughs> In two weeks. Again, though, shout out to my dudes, uh, Jim Beam. Hopefully they sponsor the show. Check out the Jim Beam uh, Devil's Cut. I sent them an email, so we'll see if I get the rejection email the way that I got uh, the other day. I'm a little salty about that rejection, man, because like I wasn't just drinking Shinerbach over that past week. Like There was a lot of times I was drinking Shinerbach, man. That like, hurt my heart a little bit because they were just like, nah, we're good. We don't, we don't need you and your, your minions buying our stuff. <laughs> Once again, though, it is the Taco Tuesday. Go visit our friends over at Undisputed Craft House, 1881 Salt Kleinfield. You can place an order, 915-300-0000. They have four tacos and a beer for only $10. That is today on Taco Tuesday and a selection of $3 craft canned beer. Uh, once again, 915-300-0000 or 1881 Saul Kleinfeld. Go ahead and follow them on their various social media as well. Want to give a shout-out to our friends over at the El Paso Winghouse 4028 North Mesa. Tune in tomorrow. My dude Danny Hoban is going to be jump, uh, jumping on. We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff going on in baseball. Uh, the, the Baseball Hall of Fame 
There, there's some stuff going on with that. Uh, of course, the Marlins, the Miami Marlins doing something absolutely historic. So I'm looking forward to that as well. And of course, you know, the normal shenanigans that go on whenever my dude, uh, Danny Hoban from the El Paso Winghouse jo- uh, jumps on the show. Of course, we are also brought to you by Top View Fitness located at 6410 Airport Road, Suite A, the only place in El Paso where you can buy Shredskins. Check out Shredskins uh, online at Shredskins on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. They put up some some gnarly videos on TikTok. I will tell you that, man. Like, it is insane seeing the amount of sweat that comes out of people. It's borderline gross, and I also kind of want to do it just because I want to be like, hey, look, I, I'm cool, too. I can sweat. I'm a big, fat guy. I can sweat, too. That that was weird. Uh, I did want to bring this up, though, because, like, I was looking at some of the articles. Like, you got a bunch of injured quarterbacks. You got, you know, uh, uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Kirk Cousins finally getting his first win on Monday Night Football, so that was nice to see. Uh, maybe. And of course, Mike Tomlin with the most ridiculous line that I've ever heard at a press conference, once again, saying or solidifying why I hate press conferences as a dude who's like in the media. I cannot stand press conferences. They're the dumbest GD thing in the history of dumb GD things. But I saw this and I thought that this is actually pretty cool. And it's because the Pro Bowl this year, a game that I know multitudes of people will be watching the NFL's Pro Bowl uh, got canceled due to COVID-19 and all that stuff. And the NFL is actually being pretty proactive in this, where they are having, instead of the actual Pro Bowl with physical players, they're having a virtual Madden-style Pro Bowl. And I'm kind of interested in this, because like I know the Madden tournaments actually you know, get a whole lot. Like, there's a lot of money riding on the line in those Madden tournaments. I want to say what's up to uh, Nate Panetta, who tuned in right now, saying, hello, everybody. Every time I hear someone say that, like, hello, everyone, I always think of Dr. Nick, who's like, hey, everybody. Uh, that's uh, that. That's where I go, and I probably butchered that voice, but hey, that's uh, that's what I do. But again, the NFL coming up with a Pro Bowl that's going to be played on Madden. This is from uh, an ESPN article saying, quote, the NFL opened up a month-long fan voting that started today, Tuesday, for the first virtual Pro Bowl, which could feature players whose teams make the Super Bowl because they won't have to attend and play in real life. NFL Executive Vice President of Club Business and Events Peter O'Reilly said that the league partners are, quote, uniquely positioned to help the NFL make the transformation of this high-profile event from live to virtual possible. So it makes me wonder about the NFL going forward because, like, I feel like this is going to be more fun than the actual Pro Bowl itself. Like, the Pro Bowl was one of those games where it's like it, it was obligatory as a as a football fan and me to, like, watch, but nobody had fun with it. It was cool to see, like, the skills competitions. And I think that that's kind of like what the NBA All-Star Weekend is turning into, where it's just the skills competition being the thing that more people are interested in. Uh, but the NFL doing this with the Pro Bowl, like, that to me – is real interesting because it kind of makes the Pro Bowl something that, you know, a unique group of fans are actually going to go out and watch because even the most, like, like, you know, hardcore NFL fan, pro football fan, doesn't care about the Pro Bowl. But a lot of them do play Madden. And I think it would be cool for them to say, oh, okay, well, like, you you build this thing, you, you inject it into Madden because this is the cool thing about Madden. I'm not a big gamer, but I will say that this is cool about Madden is that now they update the rosters every week. So, like, if a guy's hurt, they got that there uh, as well. Um, and, and and like that that's going to be cool. Like maybe you, if you have Madden, you can play with this new uh, Pro Bowl team. And that they just bring it out that week and they're like, hey, here you go. You have a limited time to play with it. And that, that, that'll be cool. Like like that part of the uh, that aspect of the entire Madden experience to me would be pretty damn cool. Uh, I kind of want to see this going forward. 
because like I said, the pro bowl has just been a huge waste of time. Like nobody, nobody enjoys that game. You have more players opting out of it than they do actually like going in and playing it. So instead of having like, you know, the fifth alternate quarterback go in and play this game, instead of having the, the bastardization of what football is by actually playing this game, all you do is just make it a Madden centric thing and people will play it. The, the, the people that actually care about the pro bowl might actually, you know, want to play this game as well. And now you don't have to worry about alienating your fans because the product that you have for your pro bowl is a lesser product. Just keep the skills competitions. And I think we'll all be happy. My favorite one is like the kickers, like where they do the, the, the trick kicks. Like that's my favorite one. I don't know why I'm an utter idiot and I will never apologize for that. Speaking of utter idiots, Kirk cousins that you like that guy, uh, actually came out yesterday, got his first win on Monday night football, Augustine Pimentel saying any all-star game is a waste of time unless you're an all-star. And I wouldn't even say that. Like how many times do you see people opting out of the all-star game? Like, especially for the pro bowl. I don't think so much for the NBA all-star game. I think that they actually take that pretty seriously and that's a fun game to watch. Uh, but like the home run derby, you don't have like the best home run hitters in the home run derby anymore. The dunk contest, you don't have the best dunkers in the dunk contest because of once again, like, like the risk of injury versus the reward of money and all that stuff. So that right there, like, like that's, what's going to drive a lot of fans away. So I think you just stick with like the skills competitions, the ones that people care about, like maybe get rid of the dunk contest for a couple of years. Like, and that, that's hurtful for me to say because every single birthday, because my birthday is in February, every single birthday, I just want like that weekend to myself. Like I, I'll sit back, I'll watch the NBA all-star weekend. I will, you know, inject it into my veins, like the heroin it is to me because I'm a basketball nerd and like, I'm a happy guy, but if they got rid of the dunk contest, like just because it's been so woefully bad, I don't think I'd care. I don't think a lot of people out there would care. The three point competition has been like the most fun thing to watch as it's evolved into like a marksmanship type game. Uh, like I mentioned a little bit earlier though, Kirk Cousins finally got his first Monday night football win. Uh, he is now one in nine. So congratulations to Kirk Cousins on your, your amazing victory. But this is the thing that I was thinking about. Nick Foles had to be carted off the field yesterday. We saw Drew Brees get hurt over this weekend, and uh, uh, even Teddy Bridgewater got hurt over this weekend, and a couple of other quarterbacks, like you got these little stingers and stuff like that. And we know how quickly the game can change whenever NFL teams lose their starting quarterback. Look at the Dallas Cowboys. Like, like they were going to be bad. They weren't going to be this bad without Dak Prescott. Like, none of us thought that they would be this bad without Dak Prescott. So it makes me wonder, because as you look at the NFL and they're trying to stay safer and they're trying to do that stuff, what rules can they change to protect these quarterbacks? Because like I feel like that's that's down the pipeline now. Like That's going to happen. There's going to be some overreaction to this, and the NFL is eventually going to change some rules. So that's, that's, the, that, that's the thing that bothers me the most. Uh, Augustine Pimentel saying, yes, we did, LOL, thinking that the Dallas Cowboys were going to be terrible even with Dak. Uh, that's a lot of brave words to say from a New England Patriots fan. I'll just I'll just throw that out there uh, as well. But I digress. Whenever you look at the landscape surrounding the NFL, you have to think, okay, well, what's going to happen going forward? Like, like what's what's next for the NFL? Whenever you want to protect your quarterbacks, and I feel like we're looking at a, 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 an NFL future where like the quarterback is basically flag football because they want to protect these valuable assets. Like there's nothing more important on a football field than a good quarterback. We've seen that time and time again, like, like you need to have a good quarterback. That is the most important thing 
on the field. So I wonder what the rule changes are going to be for the NFL going forward. Uh, Augustine commenting saying they already have a lot of protection for the quarterbacks. The real protection needs to go uh, to the knees and ankles. No low hits. Hashtag boil. Yeah, like if you saw the way his lay, oh, that was nasty. But that's the thing is like they already have the outlaw on the on the low hits, and it's it, it's football. Like you're out there, you get pushed in the ground, you might fall into a quarterback, and you still get a flag thrown on you for hitting them low. Like like you can't even hit the side of the helmet as soft as I'm hitting my face right now because that's a 15 yard penalty. So to me, like there's a lot of protections around the quarterbacks, but I feel like there's going to be a movement where they get more protection for the quarterbacks. <laughs> I did mention a little earlier as I sip on my Jim Beam that I wanted y'all's opinions on what 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 would you reject that would pay you $50 million a year? Like, like is there anything on the table that any one of us would reject? <clears throat> well, I'll say what's up to my dude, Adrian Zamudio. What's up, my guy? Is there anything? that any of us would reject where we would get paid $50 million a year because James Harden just did that. He rejected an offer from the Houston Rockets that would have given him $100 million over two years because he no longer wants to play for the Houston Rockets. I don't know how many of us would be able to do that. Augustine saying that he would reject working at iHeart. <laughs> I'm just going to let that sit there. <clears throat> so there you go. Uh, James Harden, though, saying that, you know, $50 million a year, not enough for me to continue playing with the Houston Rockets. I feel like a super team in Brooklyn where James Harden teams up with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant is the route that he's going to go to try to win a championship. He feels like that's the best route that he can go to win a championship for himself. Uh, Augustine saying that James Harden is overrated, no defense. Yes, he can score, but he can't do anything else. I will dispute that. James Harden is actually, for his career, in the top 50 of all-time steals in the NBA. So there is a monicum of defense. And if you look at what he did uh, this this past year to, to win a round in the playoffs, it was a steal and it was a block shot. Now, you're not going to have like a defensive lockdown from James Harden, but he has those flashes of defense where he does show that, dad, he's, he's still pretty damn good uh, overall. I don't like, like, like I feel bad for the Houston Rockets because you did all these moves to make James Harden happy, where you traded away Chris Paul and you brought in Russell Westbrook, where you, you traded away Clint Capella to try to make it easier for James Harden. And now he's going to leave because $50 million a year is not enough to keep him there. Once again, I don't know what I would turn down. Uh, there's a lot that I would do for $50 million. So like, like it would have to be put in front of me. And once again, like whenever you have that money in front of you, I'm sure a lot of stuff changes in your mind. Like the hypothetical is going to be there, but whenever the money's on the table and you can walk away from that, that shows a set of stones that James Harden has for his beliefs. Uh, Augustine Pimentel saying for $50 million, you need more than a flash. But that's also the thing is like, the NBA is spending $20 million on like the 15th dude on the bench. There's so much money in the NBA that it's, it's starting to get gross with the amount of money these NBA players are making that aren't even really good. Like Robin Lopez walking away from a $5 million deal because he feels that Robin Lopez is worth more than $5 million a year. 
that shows you the amount of money that's there in the NBA because he's going to walk away from that and he's probably going to make more money because he's just a dude that plays in the NBA. And once again, yes, you are the best of the best. That's how you get to the NBA. But come on, man, like Robin Lopez ain't worth, you know, 50 bucks, much less 5 million. So you got that working for you. And that shows once again, how grotesque the revenues are in the NBA. I also think about this whenever you think about James Harden moving on to Brooklyn to play with the Nets. I think I might have called him the New York Nets earlier, which my bad. Uh, whenever he's like, like, like James Harden going and playing with the Brooklyn Nets, teaming up with Kyrie Irving, teaming up with Kevin Durant, you have to think about it like this. Those are three ball-dominant dudes. Like how, how does that coincide with one another? Kyrie likes to have the ball in his hand and create. All of James Harden's offense is isolation. Kevin Durant is probably the only guy that can roam and, you know, make a shot off of someone else's uh, passes and stuff like that. Plus, it, that's difficult to defend a dude that's seven feet tall and can shoot like Kevin Durant. He might be the only one that can actually generate a shot off of someone else's movements. But Kyrie Irvin and James Harden need the ball in their hand for their offense to be the most effective. Boston was a much better team this year without Kyrie Irvin than where they were the year before with Kyrie Irving. And that goes to show, okay, well, maybe Kyrie isn't what we all thought he was whenever he left Cleveland. Maybe Kyrie wasn't the, like, like even though he hit the game winner, he wasn't the catalyst that won that game or, or won that series for the Cleveland Cavaliers whenever they won the NBA title. It had a lot to do with LeBron James. Because whenever you can say, oh, okay, well, I'll take this guy out of the team and the team gets better then obviously that dude was sandbagging the team. Like, like it's, it's really that simple. I don't know what to think of a team that has Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden on it. Like, that doesn't seem like a team that's going to win an NBA championship to me. I know it's a lot of talent, but I don't think that's a team that's going to win an NBA championship. Augustine's saying he doesn't like Harden. He doesn't have any special skill set that sets him apart from other players. And Westbrook will never win because he doesn't deserve it. How does he not deserve it? Like, like I always love whenever fans say that because what constitutes deserving a title? Did Adam Morrison deserve a title whenever he won it with the the Lakers? He won two with the Lakers. Did he deserve a title? Like, like, come on, man. Like, like that 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 comment of oh, okay, well, you deserve this. If they're working their ass off and they win a title, yeah, they deserve that title. Did Dwight Howard deserve this title? Like, was he the catalyst? Did JaVale McGee deserve three titles? Like, like, come on, man. If Russell Westbrook ultimately takes a team or is a part, like a major part of a team winning a championship, he deserved it. Like, it's really that simple. Like, you work your ass off, you go 82 games in an NBA season and win a championship, or you go down to the bubble, stay away from your family like the Lakers did this year and win a championship. You earned and deserve that championship. Like it, it's so strange to me whenever people say that that he doesn't deserve a championship. It, it's 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 a very weak take, like super weak. And Augustine, I expect better from you. Uh, sticking with a little bit here in the NBA, uh, Augustine saying that uh, Westbrook was in the background, uh, or Morrison was in the background. Uh, you're talking about players that are in the background that people will not remember they still won a championship. It's really that simple. Uh, Also saying that Westbrook is underserving because he doesn't know how to play with others. I love that take. I absolutely love that take. He doesn't know how to play with others. 
Yeah, he's the only person in the NBA that averaged a triple-double over the last 60 years and did it three times. But he doesn't know how to play with others. He's getting assists. He's getting rebounds. He was leading like the Thunder in blocks and steals, rebounds, assists, and, and points. But he doesn't know how to play with others. That is arguably the dumbest damn thing I have ever heard. And I worked with some pretty dumb people in my, in my history. Not recent history, just history in general. That like that that is the dumbest damn take I've ever heard, Augustine. I apologize, but you deserve the flames that are coming your way right now. Uh, you talk about things that people deserve. You deserve the flames that are coming your way right now for that just absolutely moronic take. That is the worst damn thing I have ever heard anybody utter at any point in his time. He doesn't know how to play well with others, but he gets triple doubles on a regular basis. That is the dumbest damn thing I've ever heard, bro. I got number love for you. It doesn't mean that that thing wasn't dumb. Uh, Drew Holiday going over to the Milwaukee Bucks to try to save Giannis Antetokounmpo. That also feels like something very stupid as well for Milwaukee to give away the exact same amount of draft picks and talent to the New Orleans Pelicans that the LA Lakers did to get Anthony Davis, but the, but the Milwaukee Bucks did it for Drew Holiday. Think about that. I guarantee you very few people watching this right now or that are going to listen to this later on in podcast form know who the hell Drew Holiday is. Yet, the Milwaukee Bucks have mortgaged their entire future around getting Drew Holiday onto their like roster to help out and try to save Giannis Antetokounmpo. This ain't enough. And if you want to keep the Greek freak in Milwaukee, you're going to have to do better than that and Bogdan Bajanovic, like, like you have to do much better than that to try to build a winning franchise around him. And you just mortgage away your entire future for a dude that's already an impending free agent. This seems like a desperate move for the Milwaukee Bucks. And it seems like this might be the catalyst that ultimately makes them trade Giannis Antetokounmpo away. And then he goes and takes his talent to some other team. A lot of people are saying Miami. I don't know if it's going to be Miami. Um, I don't know if Miami gets that much better with Giannis Antetokounmpo because he takes the ball away from Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero, and they are the guys that create shots for everyone else. So uh, uh, that that that's going to be a weird one for me, although I would love to see uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo go anywhere because he's the best player in the NBA right now. Yes, you could say everything about LeBron James. LeBron James is the best winner in the NBA right now. Overall game, though, that has to be Giannis Antetokounmpo. Also, even with all the changes that are happening in the NBA, is there even a team that can hang like that can hang with the LA Lakers? Like, like even if the Lakers kept Kyle Kuzma and kept Danny Green, they got a little bit older. You still have two out of the three best players in the NBA right now. It's going to be LeBron James at number one. It's going to be Anthony Davis at number three, and then Giannis Antetokounmpo is in that mix. It's hard to beat that team if you're Brooklyn and you do somehow pull off this trade. To get James Harden, you don't have the assets for it, so it's going to be interesting to watch that. Uh, there might be a third team or a fourth team even involved in this to try to get this trade done. But if you're Brooklyn and you pull off this trade, you don't know what you're getting out of Kevin Durant because he's coming off of all missing almost two years. Like, like that's a long time 18, maybe even 19 months of his career that he's going to have been missing and then trying to come back. Kyrie Irving has a lot of his, uh, a lot of injury history as well. James Harden, we already know what you get out of James Harden. He's going to get you 50 points. He's going to score 30-plus, but it's also very selfish basketball, and I think that that's what Augustine wants to say. It's very selfish basketball. 
Uh, James Harden, like, like for all the stuff that people say whenever they dump on James Harden, he did change the game by creating the step back jumper and proving to people that, yeah, you can go in, get hacked and do all kinds of stuff and still, you know, be successful from the free throw line. His all around game offensively is better than anyone else's in the NBA. And and that is undisputable. It is better than anyone else's in the NBA. James Harden's all around game. But that takes away from Kevin Durant. That takes away from Kyrie Irving. That team would not beat the L.A. Lakers and, and the L.A. Lakers makeup right now. And I, I even heard this, and it was the dumbest damn thing I heard someone say. Uh, the Lakers are better because they got Dennis Schroeder now, too. Nobody knows who the hell Dennis Schroeder is except for me. And that's the funny thing about that. <laughs> but, yeah, so so like, like, there you go. That's enough NBA talk. I know I've bored a lot of people uh, with the NBA talk. I'll get back to the topic at hand today, which was, of course, the best uh, food uh, chains in the United States. There's the map, once again, brought to us from our friends over at Bleacher Report. Whataburger dominating Texas as well as should. I'm surprised, though, that uh, Hardee's slash Carl Jr., is dominating in uh, New Mexico. Like that, that is surprising to me. Of course, seeing McDonald's on this list as well and Taco Bell. Like, like who the hell is the person that loves Taco Bell? Like Taco Bell is their favorite thing in the world. That is, once again, one of the most asinine things I have ever seen or heard of is people saying, like, Taco Bell, like they swear by Taco Bell. I'm not saying Taco Bell's terrible, but they're terrible. And you only go to Taco Bell whenever you want to remember what good food doesn't taste like. And that is what Taco Bell is for me. Hopefully, though, they sponsor the show sometime. It'll be nice. <laughs> but everybody, I'm going to go ahead and let you go. I got this uh, glass of Jim Beam I need to finish. I hope you all have a great Tuesday afternoon. It's a Taco Tuesday. Don't forget, if you are still going to go out and get some tacos, do it from our friends over at Undisputed Craft House, 1881 Salt Kleinfeld. You can place an order at 915-300-0000. Uh, four tacos and a beer, only $10. You cannot beat that. Also, a wide selection of $3 craft canned beers available over at uh, Undisputed Craft House. Again, we are sponsored by El Paso Wing House at 4028 North Mesa uh, and by Top View Fitness, located at 6410 Airport Road, Suite A, the only place in El Paso where you can buy these dope-ass Redskins. It is the world's first disposable and biodegradable sauna suit sold only at Top View Fitness. Everybody, I want to thank you so much for tuning into the show. Don't forget my dude, Danny Hoban, is going to be joining me tomorrow. Y'all have a great Tuesday night. 